Welcome again to another edition here of the Mind of Magnus on 106.3 FM WRFZ LP Rochester, Rochester Free Radio. As always, the cool kids are listening in online on RochesterFreeRadio.com. And the uh, next tier level of cool kids have been tuning in to us on iTunes. So thank you for all for helping out with that. Uh, you guys have been uh, downloading episodes and letting us know that you're listening. So thank you. We enjoy this quite a bit. Uh, this lovely show is The Mind of Magnus. I am the host with the most, Magnus Apollo. Uh, this show has been made possible by our lovely underwriters. Our underwriters are people like Air Rec Radio. Those guys are so cool. I enjoy them quite a bit. They are two guys making radio fun again. Uh, check them out on their Facebook page. I do myself, uh, Air Rec Radio, and uh, go to their website, airrecradio.com, see their old podcast, let them know what's happening, uh, say hi, you can catch them here as well, but uh, just some great guys. Uh, giving a shout out to our Patreon supporters. Patreon is where it's at to help us keep the lights on, keep good things happening, bring these guests in, you know, shower them with gold, it's what we do. Uh, and uh, it's thanks to the Patreon supporters out there. So go to RochesterFreeRadio.com, click the big orange button, and donate a couple dollars, uh, a couple dollars a month, all it takes. Uh, let me know if you guys do it. I've been sending out some thank you uh, drawings and doodles. I uh, sent out a Triceratops to a person that uh, says they are a Patreon supporter now. So let us know uh, if you are a Patreon supporter. I like sending out those sort of fun little things for, for those that make the, the difference here. So thank you so much. Uh, so, I, as I said, I am the host with the most, Magnus Apollo, uh, the mind of Magnus. I got to give a shout out and thank you to the guy who makes this show sound so much better, the man in the glass box himself, Mr. Matt Obscure. How you doing in there, Matt? Oh, good evening. How are you, Magnus? I am doing great. I'm actually doing really good. Uh, the weather's good. I did the Lilac Festival. I walked around, smelled the Lilacs. Makes me feel happy in springtime. Uh, so that was my fun time there. So I finally got that out out of the way. My checklist for 2018. So. Awesome. Did you stand in the 16 hour long line for for kettle corn? Or? No, I did not. I just kind of I, I sprint through there. I don't do a lot of lines if I don't have to. I mean, uh, standing in lines, I guess I should say. Uh, but um, no, I I just went around. Actually, I, I enjoyed the uh, the springtime smelling the flowers and the nice uh, you know outdoor stuff. So. Uh, I avoided the big long lines as much as I could. Um, so, you guys, I gotta give a thank you to those who wrote in. We had a blast last week, kind of rambling on with us. We had uh, uh, music last time on our show. Uh, I gave a thank you to those who wrote in saying they enjoyed it. Uh, we had it was I'm drawing a blank of the name right now. Carl was the name. That's right. Thank you, Carl, for for writing in saying you got a kick out of it and messaging me say you had a fun with the musician. Um, and uh, tonight is actually, we were so inspired last week, it's going to work out well this week because uh, I'm excited about this show as well as I think Matt is inside the, the glass box in there too. Super stoked on this one. <laughs> um, when, uh, when I moved to Rochester here, I came from the farming community out of the middle of nowhere and uh, it is not something that I say has a lot of culture. It has definitely people out there, there's family, there's, there's good things happening out, out in the middle of nowhere. But when I moved to the city... I found myself about a block or so away from uh, like Bug Jar. And in that scenario, I was suddenly thrust into a world in the late 90s, early 2000s of small venues shows, which before I was being like, you know, FLCC, big 500, you know, to 1,000 people shows. Suddenly I'm in a small venue and a stone's throw is now, now literally standing right in front of a, a musician uh, rocking out and having, having th and I suddenly realized like punk shows were just, there was something in there that spoke to me. Uh, and tonight's show is jumping back into the past here in Rochester. We're having Rochester's hardcore historian himself, uh, uh, <laughs> Greg Benoit is on tonight, uh, and I just want to bring him on because we're going to talk to him about the the Rochester hardcore history that was here. This what brought him to it. What's happening? We have some music tonight. So to those who wrote in last week saying they enjoyed our music, we're doing more music tonight, uh, and uh, we're looking forward to that. But listen, let's get right in the show here. Greg, thank you for coming on this wonderful show. Oop, let's see. I'm going to try. There oh, we go. Try that again. Yeah. Hey, thank you for having. There me. There we, we go. go. Awesome. 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 Uh, so. Greg, thank you for being here. We are you are deemed Rochester hardcore historian. Uh, yes, as as of several minutes ago, that's my new title. I liked it. I heard it. I tried to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I started an Instagram page uh, probably around February, mm -hmm. where I just posted some old show flyers I had from my house, and p people liked it. Um, we have like 800 followers, and I'm always blown away by how many people comment on uh, on all the flyers. So, mm -hmm. if you want to check out what we're talking about, it's uh, if you get on Instagram, it's Rochester Hardcore History, and uh, you can see for yourself. 
Nice. Uh, I'm an Instagram lover myself, so I was very happy to be introduced to this, and I found myself just scrolling, just sitting there, just looking back through, and it's weird how my like I remember seeing these, I and it's something that I would never have saved, but it was clearly, and there actually was a remarkable amount of illustrators that I've seen. Actually, there was like, I think I saw one, looked like it was John Perry that he kind of goofed around and drew, and like he's been on a guest on our show. Like no, I said, yeah. I saw some illustrators being like, I think this is so-and-so, and I, I got to circle back around and ask him. But, so you just were collecting these flyers. What what brought you to the, having this awesome collection of history? Well, uh, I've been going to hardcore shows for about 20 years, and um, I, and you know naturally just kind of hoard this stuff uh we were we were talking earlier before the the microphones were on about how in the 90s kind of when i came of age the internet was around but i didn't have it my parents were too cheap to buy it um so music was this really precious thing um I would hear a song on the radio, and I may never hear that song again. And I, mm-hmm. if the announcer doesn't say who the artist is, that's it. You're just never going to yep. know what that is for the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> so for me, I treated all this stuff as precious. Like mm-hmm. I have old flyers, old catalogs for record labels that don't exist anymore. Um, and it, it was all something that was very special to me because when I found punk and hardcore, it really I really identified with it mm-hmm. in a in a deep way that still resonates with me now. And um, it it felt like if I didn't save this stuff, I was never going to come across it again. And, yeah. and even to this day, I love going to used record stores, finding old hardcore bands from the 90s. Even if it's a band I thought it sucked, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd pick it up because I'm never going to find it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like having the physical, something physical in my hand, not just files on my computer. You know, I have all those too. No, um, as, as a person who has lost computers, had stuff stolen, something else tangible, and also tangible is nice. It's yeah. comforting. Right? So you enjoy being the repository of these like crazy things. I mean, especially flyers and that stuff, which was meant to be tossed up for a week or two, torn down. If you ever see it again, so be it. Now, are these like just Xerox flyers? What sort of what's, explain <laughs> some of the flyers you may see if you go to the Instagram? Account. So I have flyers. The earliest ones are from the 80s, more recent ones from the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what I like about them, it, it, it t- some of them take me back instantly. The shows I went to with friends, I remember friends that I had at that point in time or bands I was listening to or things I was going through at that point in my life. Um, but also, you know, divorced entirely from that. It's uh, the artwork on them is, is really something special on some of these flyers. Um you know, as you said, they're, they're these ephemeral things you're just meant to throw away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people people put a lot of effort into some of them. And um, I know people who started doing art through punk and hardcore who've made careers out of it and even made names for themselves. There's some flyers on my Instagram from an artist, Dan, Dan Danger. Mm-hmm. Um, he does uh, prints that you'll find, uh, you know, on a variety of things. He's done artwork for... for Movie posters, uh, you know, big Hollywood movies, and uh, you know, major major record label artists, mainstream wow. artists, um, and I've got you know some show flyers that he did. That you know, if you're a fan of his art, that's the only place you're probably going to see that kind of thing. So it's, oh it's, my God, wow. the art itself is is, is fantastic. That's uh, I I moved by art. I, I've been to a handful of shows that they I sometimes spent a little more time on their the flyers than some of the music. I think sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, you're probably um, right about that. <laughs> now that we're now you hit from late '90s to into like what what was your prime time? When you uh, came prime, to here? prime time. You know, I started listening to hardcore in probably 1996, um, and I had gotten into like punk. Um, you know, through like stuff like Green Day that was on the radio. And Mm -hmm. I liked that. I liked the energy and the speed of the music. But my first experience with hardcore was uh, Sick of It All. Um, And uh, I think the song's called Step Down. Um, I came across it because the music video was made fun of on Beavis and Butthead where they used to like watch (laughs) watch the music videos and then spoof them. And I was like, what is this? This is insane. There's these dance moves that look like they're fighting. It, you know, had the energy and the speed of punk, but the abrasiveness of metal. Um, and so I went and got that CD at Fye. If if anyone remembers what that store is, oh yeah, that was my that was my supplier for some stuff. I, yeah, I mean, I, you didn't. I didn't order. I mean, I never had the Columbia House record label anything else. So <laughs> I do the Fye sorts myself. But. Yeah, you get the get the twenty five CDs for a nickel. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, yeah, no Fye. So I went to Fye, picked up that CD, and that's where I started getting into hardcore. And from there, I got into the more obscure punk, um, like the Descendants. 
I got into um, hardcore uh, through some local bands, which some of which I'll play that are that are, you still mean a lot to me. Um, and and from that and skateboarding, I found kind of my niche of friends, mm-hmm. and in, together we kind of got each other into different bands. Um, and you know, going back to the internet not being a thing, there was no YouTube. You couldn't just punch Black Flag into YouTube and watch hours of of classic Black Flag videos. It was something that somebody had to initiate you mm-hmm. into. It felt like this secret society that exists underneath all the mundane, normal things going on. Um, and it was, you know, people who were angry like me, people who felt left out of, of conventional society mm-hmm. like me. And uh, it felt really special. And I'm not knocking anybody who gets into punk or hardcore through YouTube or, you know, through social media because it's great. It opens it up to more people who could benefit from it but it it was something you had to really pursue and hunt down yourself oh for sure i mean how many of those things did you find just like you said beavis and bedhead or zines you found laying around at a record store or that sst fold-out thing that came in that descendants tape you (laughs) bought yeah yeah you're just looking and seeing the artwork and going well that might sound cool let's see what happens yeah you know (laughs) you might get black flag or you might get gone it's one of the two you're never (laughs) sure like it's funny you mentioned SST because I have a story about that. When when I was in ninth grade, I ordered a Descendants hoodie from SST, and it took eighteen months to show up. Oh my god! I, that. I just imagine Greg Ginn, you know, it is it is it is house that he still lives in in California, you know, slowly making his way through the mail pile, <laughs> pushing eight cats out of the way to yeah. get to your mail orders. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, so uh, if people know, I, you can't see this, but the uh, Matt, the guy in the glass box, has actually been nodding quite a bit during this whole talk here. Seems yeah, like it, it's a lot of shared experiences. Yeah, de- Descendants like. jumps right out for for reasons that if you know me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my son might be named after somebody in the Descendants. <laughs> um, Black Flag, all that, and then same thing. I, I got into it. I saw Greg. I saw Rollins on Greg Kinnear's show when the Get in the Van book came out, mm-hmm. and he just described the first four years. Yeah, I was like, I got to go get that. And that just broke me forever. I was like 14. Hmm. And yeah, after that, it was just all bets were off. So I, uh, yeah. my, my parents would take me to like Barnes and Noble and, and, and uh, there was a copy of Get in the Van there in the music section. And it was the only punk thing. And I just I remember reading I read, read the whole book in the store before I even bought it. And uh, I remember reading it and just being blown away. And I'm like, I got to get into this, this world where people are going around in, in vans playing in, in basements and, and, and sketchy bars. And uh, it just, it, it had, there was a sense of adventure to it that, um, you know, I, I think older generations maybe think about Jack Kerouac in that vein, you know? Very, very similar. Yeah. And, and that's it. It's Sight unseen, I guess, but no, really, sound unheard. It was like, did you even hear a note of Black Flag before you read that book? Oh, not at all. No, yeah. not at all. But the way he describes it, you're like, I need that tomorrow. That's the life I want to live. I'm 15. This sounds amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, there was enough of it that I was familiar with, because at that point, I had heard The Descendants. I had not heard of Black Flag. I didn't know that there were these kind of shows going on in my own city, you know, that I could tap into and have a similar experience. And uh, I don't know. I hope it. I hope it still holds up. I don't know what it's like to be 18 in you know 2018 right now, but I hope people pick that book up and and they still feel motivated to start a band or start a zine, even if they're not good. Especially if they're not good. Yeah, no, that's know. the only way you get good. Go out and play your, your three chords terribly, and eventually something good will happen. Not bad. So you and you did this path. You you were in bands. Yeah, you did I've the been bands. in a, a couple bands. Um, uh, one of them was uh, called Witness. Uh, it was a vegan straight edge band. We had a seven inch out on third party records and nice. uh, a CD EP that, that um, we, if you look on my Instagram and, and scroll through, we made by buying blank cardboard CD holders and we had a stamp made with the track listing and our logo and we st- I must have stamped 800 of those CDs. Oh my God. <laughs> and I remember we were going to have a CD release show and, you know, being teenagers, I didn't know anything about stamping CDs or I thought we'd just stamp these things. It's like stamping a piece of paper, but they needed time to dry. Mm. So we were stamping them that afternoon, laying them out in my backyard. We had like 400 CDs just <laughs> spread out in a field in my backyard, waiting for them to dry. We're driving to Buffalo where the release show is supposed to be. And I remember like blowing on copies in the oh van on our way there because they're still wet. <laughs> the first hundred we sold are horribly smeared. So if you have a smeared one, uh, a collector's item, I guess, of a band nobody remembers. So yeah, I did that, and I was in a couple other bands, a 
couple of them I'll play tonight. Um, and, uh, you know, that was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I, you know, I miss it at times. Sometimes I don't, but you know, certainly worth it for the memories and the stories. Mm-hmm. So at least you did it, right? You know, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The 15 year old you is happy that that is in your Yeah, your that got, line. that portion of my dream got satisfied. Good. Well, that works pretty good then so far. Um, actually we have a bunch of songs like you mentioned today. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind getting into, uh, 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 getting to that a little bit later here, so um, we're looking forward to it. We did have someone message in. Ben wrote in and uh, said, "Do you have a f- uh, favorite flyer? Do you have like flyers hang like hung up in your home? Like, is there anything?" Yeah, that- I have a favorite flyer. I think it's on my Instagram. Uh, I mentioned the artist Dan Danger, who's notable in his own right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was for a band I was in called Of Wolves. We played a show with a band from Bath, New York, called uh, The Red Death. There's another Red Death that's around now. This is a different one. They were on Metal Blade Records. Uh, the show is in Bath. The show flyer is a cartoon bunny. He's spattered in blood. He's holding a bloody chainsaw. Um, I really liked that flyer. And I also, Dan Danger wrote a review of the demo for Of Wolves. And he said, this band makes me want to fight my dad. And I was like, this is the best compliment I've ever received in my life. It still is. Um, you know, and I don't know what it was. You know, something about that is like uh, confronting authority, uh, being your own self, um, you know, smashing the mold. Uh, so I, I really, I see that flyer and I think of him saying that about the band. So that has a special place uh, for me, that that flyer. Nice. That's I'll so try cool. to find that one and post it. Uh, maybe when the music's playing or something. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, and also send it to us. We'll post it on our Facebook page, those who are following us. Uh, thanks, by the way, to the followers on our Facebook page, Mind of Magnus Radio. Just do a search there. Or go to mindofmagnus.com and I think it'll go right to, directly to the Facebook page. But uh, thank you, Ben, for sending that question in. If you guys have any questions at any point in time for us on the show here, you can message me uh, directly on Twitter at Magnus Apollo or Mind of Magnus at gmail.com comes right in, into the show here. So you can do that as well. Um, and uh, actually, so we do actually have a, a trivia question that happens, uh, Greg. I, I was warning you about it before. Uh, and it's always a, it's a very, you know, Rochester centric thing. So this is how it works. I ask you a question now. Uh, we have all show to answer it. It's actually multiple choice because I make it easy as I can for oh, folks. Fantastic. Uh, the winner, if you get the answer right, uh, you could join me for meatballs and beer at Skylark. It's my treat. Uh, or cash value. You never, never want to see my face again. <laughs> uh, first person, uh, the guests can listen in as well. The first person to guess the right answer there can uh, can join us to learn more about uh, hardcore history. Uh, or we can uh, just join us another time. But uh, you have all show to answer. People message in and help out uh, with questions. Some people throw some red herrings that way sometimes too. Uh, and the guy you got to try to beat is the man in the glass box in there. He's actually pretty good, even though I think he's been trying to throw it for the past couple of weeks here. So I've been on the schneid a bit. It's been a, a losing streak, so yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see. But it's close. I, I, but the thing is, I see, I, I make up the trivia, the uh, multiple choice questions now to trick you, I think. That's really what it is. That's that's how it works here. Oh, man. <laughs> so I try to find at least some sort of theme to it. And tonight's music, this is not hardcore history, because I figured you guys would know all the answers. Every question I asked, I'm like, no, nah, they're going to know this one. So I, I dove back into this random old uh repository of music facts here for rochester question tonight for trivia for those who've been messaging in here it comes uh at george's request a very specific sound filled the eastman house every morning from the moment he awoke until he left for work what was it Mm. so multiple choice question here was it a phonographs of african safaris because he felt it made him felt more at home with that playing was it a live pipe organ music was it C, three actual women singing angelic choir music or uh, like operatics? Uh, or was it D, trick question? He wanted absolute silence as he needed it to not to be distracted. So one of those answers is right. You don't have to answer right now. You can you, you toss an answer now. He doesn't have to lock it in, but you have all show to get your final answer in there. But what do you think George Eastman wanted to hear in the morning before he got out and headed off to work? I mean, I would have to go with silence because who wants to hear anything in the morning? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. That's a tough one. Yeah. So you, I've, you, I've been there. I know he went on African safaris. Yeah, he has a giant elephant head. Yeah. In there. So that could be. It could be that. Yeah. Uh, well, you could put the answers in there. People can toss out, uh, you know, suggestions. If anyone listening in have a uh, have tips or ideas, what the answer may be, help uh, Greg out. So message me at Magnus Apollo. Uh, See, uh, I was going to go with safari. You go safari too for, for that same reason. I was like, See? oh well, yeah, he's got all the. The taxidermy, maybe it's that. Yeah. So that's a, so far you got you both both have the same answer. I know you always like to change your answer there, Matt. But so we have uh, we'll at the end of the show we'll give out the uh, the answer to that question here. What George Eastman listened to in the morning. So, um, but uh, so cool. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, how you, everyone's doing well in the uh, the little glass box in there. Oh yeah, uh, nice. Uh, so yeah, thanks, you guys. Uh, we had uh, someone just wrote in saying there is that African elephant in the house. So yes, thank you. That was from Amy writing in saying she's she may think it's A as well. So you have another possible. I mean, the whole there. house is like a, a jungle theme. So why not commit all the way and go for jungle noises too? Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Because because George Eastman, if anything, doesn't live by half measures. So <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It was easy. Just have a phonograph instead setting having a whole like you know a team of. Yeah, you don't you know, want a stampede of elephants through there. There's a lot of like breakable stuff in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh my gosh. So, uh, but back to the thing, the point at hand here, uh, Greg. Um, so you, uh, so I'm actually message. What was your Instagram handle again? Uh, it's it's at Rochester Hardcore History. Nice. Thank you so much. Follow it out. It's a cool thing to check out. Uh, but we're gonna be listening to some music uh, in uh, here. Uh, so. You, you brought a whole bunch of different songs in. As uh, what's our first one? You think you're so? Gonna be, uh, the playing? first, the first song, and I, tr- I tried to bring a good cross section of music from 1990 to about 2005. Um, and full disclosure, I, I, I got interested in the local hardcore scene around uh, 98. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of this predates me, and and. Um, you know, it's, uh, I guess now I'm the hardcore historian, but uh, some of this is oral history and uh, it's it's poorly documented. There's stories that kind of get handed down from one person to the next and probably get elaborated upon and things become apocryphal really quickly. Um, but uh, I'm going to play one of the first, uh, probably one of the first bands in the Rochester area to be playing uh, an intentioned hardcore sound. Uh, and that's this band Foundation. Uh, my understanding is uh, many of them were RIT students, um, and this one I think is from the early '90s. It's called uh, "Undefined." So keep in mind, you know, the the context of the time. It may not, you know, may not pass today for hardcore. People may not uh, be into it or into hardcore nowadays. But um, you know, this is around the time. Uh, you know, Judge, Gorilla Biscuits were playing and were popular. Um, Earth Crisis and Integrity were just starting to get popular. And so they were kind of at the forefront of combining a more metallic sound with what was traditional hardcore. Nice. And for people who don't like aggressive music, I apologize if we alienate some of your fan base. Uh, uh, I think they'll be fun. I, people like hearing the crazy stuff that happens in Rochester. It's, yeah. it's, it's a fun town, so...
awesome uh <laughs> and uh so remind us what the uh, that song was again so that was a uh, that was foundation um undefined and you can find that on our soundcloud page mm-hmm. um if you go to google and google rochester hardcore history and soundcloud soundcloud's all one word it'll be the first thing that comes up um the soundcloud handle is rochester hardcore demos i guess i didn't have a, a unified social media presence early on i just kind of was throwing stuff at the wall and doing this really for my own uh my own uh, to satisfy my own concerns which is that some of these older bands people are going to forget about um and the sound quality on some of these songs might not be the greatest that's because i i ripped them onto my computer from cassette tapes that haven't been listened to in 20 years yeah, and yeah. records um, so, so some of the songs don't sound too hot uh but that's that's the reason why but if you like it you can go to uh, our SoundCloud page and um, some of the songs you can download. Some of them you just have to stream. Um, one of the things I was mentioning to you and putting this together, it, I, I have to track down some of these people from these bands, and a lot of these guys have moved out of the area, or I can't find on on Facebook or mm-hmm. Instagram. And so, um, you know, I wanted to get at least one person from every band to say, "Yeah, this is okay with me." Or, yeah. That's what you're doing that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's noble that you want to save these, but you're going the extra mile and actually documenting them. Not not just saving, you're actually trying to, you know, reach out to these bands. This is amazing. Yeah, my you know my concern. I kind of hinted at this before. Is some of these CDs were put out on small record labels that maybe put out a dozen or so releases and then folded up shop. And now, if you don't have those CDs, you don't have those seven yeah. inches. They're gone. And I guess the CDs, it's easy to find those on file sharing networks or, or, or torrent sites or whatnot uh but the seven inches in the records there's some there's some really great music that uh you know if someone doesn't copy it to the computer digitize yeah, it's yeah. lost forever oh my gosh um now are you like you seem to be collecting are you a person that tends to keep these sort of things i mean like what is where, what, what spawned? Was this another hobby before of collecting this sort of stuff, or is just? Uh, now we're venturing into my professional life, and my, my day job is I'm a librarian. Aha. Uh, so I feel this kind of professional desire to preserve culture and works of art and and things that are you know are significant uh, in that regard. Um, and this is probably. A personal outgrowth of that you know mm-hmm. i feel like these were some of these songs are very important to me in my formative years and uh i would hate for them to be lost um you know so uh, that's that's kind of what motivates me to do that i do feel a little funny you know i, I kind of wanted to keep my identity on the instagram page and the soundcloud page mm-hmm. you know kind of behind the scenes uh because a lot all this is most of this uh, there's a couple bands i'll play that are my own but most of this is other people's work other you know shows other people booked records other people wrote records Mm -hmm. other people put out some of those people are still around rochester some of those people i'm still in contact with some of them 
couldn't find them if I tried, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's good. I, I mean, I didn't want to delve down too much into it, but you definitely strike. It strikes me as that there's you have uh, a sincere concern for for these these items, these are like artifacts of our past here. Um, now, uh, we're sort of going to listen to a few more songs coming up, uh, and we're looking forward to this. Um, if anyone has any questions for Greg, let us know. Um, if you have any good stories too, let us know as well. Um, about actually, speaking of stories though, uh, you're, can you describe to those who may not have been in the hardcore, the sort of punk scene, come the turn of the turn of the, the century, the 90, late nineties to early two thousands? Like some people do. Don't know what to expect. Can you describe what these, what like the events would be? Like you said, basement uh, shows. Yeah. What, what's happening in this? Paint us a picture. So most of the shows around here, most of the shows that I liked going to were, uh, you know, a band um, playing some kind of fast, aggressive, or heavy music. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's an element of danger to it. You know, the aggressive music kind of captures the anger that people feel, but there's also you know, there's a little bit of a danger element to it. They're dangerous ideas non-conventional non-conformist ideas uh non-conventional people mm-hmm. um and the best shows are ones where there's no stage band plays the same floor that the people watching the show are on lots of crowd participation people singing along um you know people grabbing the mic singing along uh people moshing people dancing people jumping off of speakers to crowd surf since there's no stage mm-hmm. uh ideally you've got you know about 50 to 100 people, nice. um, you know, some local band, some band from out of town, um, you know, your friends, your friends are there, you got, you know, you, you uh, it's a shared experience with other people. And for a lot of, for me, what really drew me to punk and hardcore was, you know, I didn't, I was kind of a social misfit. I, I didn't get good grades. I wasn't good at sports. Um, you know, I felt pretty self-conscious about, you know, who I was and where I was from. Um, you know, I didn't feel like going to prom and f- high school football games was really for me. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I could have done those things if I wanted to, uh, but, um, you know, so there was a sense of like, yeah, I'm being left out. And then I found this thing and this is going to be my own thing. This is going to be where I fit in, where I, where I get along with, uh, the people, um, you and know, you did right. I mean, you, you made. I mean, there's probably like lasting uh, connections. Still I mean, to this day, most of my friendships come from from that. Um, a lot of my most important beliefs uh, come from 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 hardcore. Around that time, um, in the in the '90s, um, you know, straight edge was pretty in your face. Mm-hmm. Veganism was pretty in your face. Um, so I, I started eating vegetarian. I became a vegan. Uh, I still am, and it's fun to see it's funny for me to see the um how that's changed because in you know like 99 there was one kind of soy milk at Wegmans and it tasted awful (laughs) and now you go to Wegmans and there's like more kinds of nut milks than dairy milks you know Mm -hmm. like there's more square footage of shelf space set aside for non-milk options yeah all those variants and such yeah and there's there's like four ice cream parlors in Rochester that make their own in-house vegan ice cream I never would have thought any of this would would happen but i guess that's probably one of the nice things about the internet is you can share these mm. ideas that may be a little too edgy or a little too out there to have something you know featured on 60 minutes or 2020 about them but you know enough people find them and get momentum behind it so you know that's that's kind of the background there are a lot of shows you know the bug jar has probably been one of the most consistent um venues with a sound system and a stage the penny arcade which i don't think is around anymore um yeah that's gone for a while i think yeah yeah it's fine um um but you know that was a place where bigger shows would be i guess for those of you who never went it was kind of the same kind of clientele and atmosphere as a montage mm-hmm. um and then a lot of shows i went to were at vfw halls People would rent them out, you know, for an afternoon and have a punk show or like park lodges. Ellison Park, if you look through the Instagram, there's just tons of shows that were in Ellison Park. And um, I found this one website probably about 10 years ago that was archiving old, you know, punk and rock show from the 80s. And they were having shows in Ellison Park. I never knew they were having shows in Ellison Park. Mm -hmm. So Ellison Park, you know, had a lot of a lot of shows and has has a long history, even if it's disconnected from each other. Um, so those are, those are some of the venues. Uh, the Claw at RIT, which is this electronic kind of goth dance club mm-hmm. beneath the deaf the dorms for the deaf kids at <laughs> NTID. 
and and that was that was something else. That was a fun place to have shows. But yeah, something small, something without a stage, a lot of crowd participation. Um, best shows, yeah, the singer actually speaks into the microphone like 15% of the time. The rest <laughs> is just random people grabbing the mic, pylons, singing along. Yeah, I can't tell you how many of those, like the, the Fairport Teen Center, where yeah, it was yeah. just eight people lined up arm in arm over the microphone screaming into it. It was a blast. That It's good you mentioned that, too, because that was really what clued me into this local scene, because I, I grew up in Fairport, and um, a lot of my friends' bands played there, a lot of kids from my high school their bands played there and so it kind of got my feet wet got in the shallow end that way and and uh you kind of experienced it in this place that was you know parents hey drop me off at the teen center no one hey drop me off at the penny arcade ma you know <laughs> 14 yeah. my mom never would have gone for that teen center was cool though that yeah was yeah exactly yeah. exactly it safe right? yeah. yeah um so yeah the teen center was one of those uh was one of those places where i uh, and some of the pictures i have on my instagram are from the teen center a lot of the bands i really like are uh are uh, you know played at the teen center so hmm. that's amazing um so uh are you hoping that uh it seems like it, it it's hardcore is still kicking though i mean there's still yeah there's some there's some great local bands um you know and and i guess i'm more of an expert on the past than i am on the present so i apologize to anybody who's gonna cringe because i'm butchering things but um, you know, Borrowed Time is a, is a local band that mm-hmm. has some connections to the past. Uh, their bass player was in uh, one of the bands, Contempt, that I'll, I'll play tonight that you'll find on our SoundCloud page from the 90s. Um, there's another band, too, Moment of Truth, that was around in the 90s. And I think they broke up in, you know, mid to late 90s. Uh, and they're playing shows again. Oh, wow, that's um, cool. You know, and it's kind of it's nice because... I'm 35. You know, I was re- I'm really was really into hardcore from like 15 to early 20s, and then you know you get distracted with uh, jobs, relationships. For a lot of my friends moved away, and so it no longer had that social element for me. Um, and then you kind of rediscover it in your 30s, um, and you kind of say, oh, I'm not really ready to give up on that. I want to I want to keep doing this thing. Nice. Um, so, so uh, Moment of Truth is another band. Um, the Weight We Carry is another local one. Um, there's a bunch, too, that I, you know, I can't possibly name all the bands past and present that deserve to be named. Uh, you're doing, it, I mean, it's one of those things that it, like, I always chuckle. I have a show and probably like the mo- like five steps out the door when the show's up. I'm like, oh, my God, I should have mentioned these people. Yeah, yeah. You know how it works. Um, now, if uh, so right now, if someone, you, you get a time machine, would you jump back to a specific show? Is there a show that in your mind holds a very special yeah you know there's certain there's certain shows um the first time bane came to rochester and they were a hardcore band from worcester that was around for about 20 years they broke up relatively recently the first time they played rochester was at this uh, vfw hall eli fagan and in henrietta hmm. they played the floor everybody in the how everybody in the venue was going nuts and was singing along and dancing it was excellent crowd participation um, you know, and, and to see a band like that, then get more popular, play bigger stages, you know, it still had the excitement of going to see them, but nothing's like seeing a band play the floor. It really, yeah. there's no, no barrier between you and the, uh, the musicians. Bane is one of mine too. I happened to see him on, in Buffalo on their first tour. They were with 10 yard fight yeah, the, in the, a basement. The, uh, the, the, that was the, the day of the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I think I have a flyer of that on my Instagram. I didn't go to that show. Um, but I, I've seen them pretty much every time they've played Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse. I've seen them in Erie, Albany. They were here all the time. Yeah. yeah I, I remember that show. I was standing next to the hot water he- tea heater in the basement. <laughs> and 10-yard fights rule was the show had to be over by 6.07 so they could catch kickoff. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they were they were a hardcore band. Uh, football imagery. Every single song was about a football allegory for hardcore. And Everything. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a little over the top, but it was, it was fun. Um, in fact, since your listeners are radio listeners, there's a great episode of 30 for 30 uh, that involves 10-yard fight um, and the origin of those Yankees suck t-shirts mm-hmm. um, and how those came about being. That, that actually started from fans of 10-yard fight that made 10-yard really? fight shirt that said Yankees suck on one side and 10-yard fight on the other side. And all these people were buying them because they hated the Yankees in Boston where 10-yard <laughs> fight was from. And so like, oh, let's just take the 10-yard fight off and, and stuff. So listen to that episode, uh, 30 for 30. I think it's called The Yankees Suck. Um, wow. You know, it's a great it's a great adventure story, even if you're a Yankees fan, I guess. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, uh, s- s- some of the... Uh, 
and Matt, maybe you remember some of these shows. Uh, it seemed like every every two months there was a show at the Vertex that was buried alive and all out war and reached the sky. Yep. There, there. I have a ton of flyers that I can't. You know, at first glance, it's just all the same flyer, but no, they just always played. They always. They always played that venue in that order. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the easy circuit. You come down yeah. from Buffalo, you hit Rochester, then Syracuse. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the guys in Buried Alive just like had somebody they like to hang out with in Rochester or what. I don't know if Scott yeah, was. Easy commute or something. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Just and get off the Again, 90. that's another band, though, that, that was, you know, re- reunited. I, I guess they're playing shows again. Um, they were just out at Christmas last year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I wasn't able to go to that show, but, you know, it, it was. It's it's good to see some of these bands back, and I know you read the message board comments and the comments on social media. People think, uh, "Oh, these old guys, it's the same set they've been playing for 15 years." But uh, I'll see it. You know, I'm not I'm not ready to be done with this thing. I don't you know I don't want anyone to give me grief or other people grief because they want to listen to some older songs. And oh, exactly. Yeah, I, I was just talking about that with my little brother because little brother, there's six years difference between us, but we both kind of fell off about the same time. And then that weekend that Buried Alive played, every time I die, play their Christmas show. And we've been on a hardcore for so long. We both went to that because there was a wrestling show beginning. Like, <laughs> we'll go to the wrestling show and catch the hardcore show afterward. And it rekindled both of our love and hardcore so much. Like the last year, we've been like, I got to hear everything. Like Knocked Loose, I got to hear. I got to hear whatever the new Harm's Way is. Like we've been going crazy like we were 16 again just because it just rekindles. Like yeah, you, yeah. you're just that lapsed fan until you hear something and then you're like, oh yeah, I need everything again. Yeah, yeah. I think I think cycle. one of the guys from Every Time I Die does wrestling now. Um yeah, the guitar player. Yeah, Andy. He yeah. looks like the hound from Game of Thrones. He does. Uh, <laughs> or I, I just heard, he, he. I saw a picture of him. He grew his mustache out. So now he looks like, do you remember uh, Escape from New York? Yeah. The big, huge guy with the mustache, <laughs> Ox oh, Baker. Yeah, yeah oh that's what God. he looks like now. It's wild. <laughs> Interesting pull. Wow. <laughs> um, so, uh, nice. Uh, we are... Uh, People actually writing in saying thanks. This is great to having walked down memory lane. Uh, we have Robert wrote in saying this is great. I have been to a punk show or hardcore show since the early 2000s. This is making me feel like I got to find find my old favorite shirt and listen to some great music. So thank you for that one. Uh, we did have some actually writing in, by the way, for a trivia question. Um, I'll reread the tri- trivia question. Someone wrote in and they missed it. And uh, I'll give what people think so far. The trivia question for tonight was, at George's request, a very specific sound filled the Eastman house every morning from the moment he woke up until he left for work. What was it? The options were, A, photographs of uh, African safaris. He felt it made him feel more at home that way. Was it B, live pipe organ music? Was it C, three actual women singing angelic choir music? Or was it D, a trick question because he demanded absolute silence as he needed to not be distracted? So... Uh, Greg, you had mentioned you thought you were doing an A uh, is an answer. I think uh, Matt has also had an A in there as well. You think that way? You're still leaning towards uh, I'm A? I'm still leaning toward A. Yeah. African Safari. I'll, uh, I'll go with silence then. I'll switch it up. Switch silence. Yeah. Okay. It's either A or silence. Yeah. Yeah. Either Africa or silence. That's how it is. Yeah. Uh, so just so you know, we've had two people write in saying they also think it's Africa. They uh, uh, Someone goes, it could be silence, but he seems he doesn't strike me as a silent sort of guy. I'm like, okay. Uh, thank you for that option. Uh, but yeah, so so far it's been A or D has been the option so far. So we'll give the final answer in a, uh, about 15 minutes, give or take. So, uh, But we have some tunes, right, to be uh, talking about? Some other, other fun local stuff to be chatting away here? Yeah, so uh, Matt's going to play Bad Business for us. Um, and this is a song inside a dog's brain. I think it's off their first their first CD. Uh, they were a local band from the early 2000s. And uh, they always got a great crowd response. So you can hear some of the energy in their music. Am I supposed to deny what is right for me?
and that was again that was bad business bad business cool uh Thanks for uh, someone goes. Thank you for uh, messaging and giving the, the 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 name of the band. They were they, <laughs> they're waiting for you guys to not give the name out. Like, so, um, but we have other ones actually play as well coming up. Uh, other local ones, right? Some yeah, more. yeah, yeah. Uh, we got some other stuff. Um, building on fire, head on. Um, uh-huh. So, uh, some of these bands too. The, the the vestiges of them are still around. So like building on fire and Standfast are two bands that are very important to me. That that were playing a lot of shows when I was younger. Some of the bands I was able to play shows with them. Um, you know, some of those guys went on to form Achilles, which is a local band. Um, you know, that plays music in the same vein. Um, that's I think they're still active. Um, again, I'm I'm the expert on the past, not the present. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there's uh, the people who do stick around seem to have still uh, still 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 playing some of the music, still still involved in the hardcore scene. Nice. Um, so uh, oh, I just I closed that tweet that just came in or just direct message to me. Uh, uh, they another person wrote in say think it's also Africa Safari. They think that African the elephant head gives it away. You've been to the George Eastman house, by the way. Um, another person wrote in, uh, Aaron wrote in, she's like, great, I was just uh, headbanging in my car to this music. This is great, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, what, she's actually, Aaron is asking again, what is the name of your Instagram handle? Uh, it's Rochester Hardcore History. Nice. And that, uh, that, uh, that you can find on Instagram, I'm not on Facebook with this, so. Uh, yeah, and then if you Google Rochester Hardcore History and SoundCloud, SoundCloud's all one word, you'll get uh, the page that has the archive of all the MP3s that uh, some of them were playing tonight, many of them were not able to play, so. We actually have another person wrote in, by the way, another Aaron, we had two Aaron's right in at the exact same time. Aaron uh, believes it's the organ uh, at the Eastman, uh, he played, listened to in the music. So we have another person voting in, another idea. So Aaron, thanks for writing in, thinking it's the organ. So, um, but uh, yeah, if you guys have any messages, let us know. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Mind of Magnus Radio, or Magnus Apollo on Twitter, or mindofmagnus at gmail.com. So tonight we're actually listening to some awesome uh, hardcore history here from Rochester with a guest is Greg uh, Benoit. And um, uh, if you have any questions, let us know. Uh, We'll be rocking out some more tunes. Uh, What's up next on this uh, wonderful playlist? So we're playing playing Building Up Fire next. Okay, yeah. This this one is one that's not on the SoundCloud page, but my understanding is it's going to be released... Uh, as a retrospective uh, on the band at some point in time in the future. Um, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, I assume that when that comes out, the, the guy who is involved with that is involved with Achilles. So if you follow them on their social media, there might be some information about that. And I can try to share that uh, uh, on my Instagram. If, if the music, if you like hardcore, um, there's also a Rochester HXC in Instagram that's you know current shows that are upcoming so you can follow them too but we'll listen to Building on Fire Murdered by Geometry
That was impressive. We got a double feature there. We had the uh, first song was by who again? Uh, Building on Fire. Nice. And then the second one was Head On. Head On, huh? So yeah. Tell us a little more about Head On. If you Head, on Head On was a straight edge band from Rochester. Um, they went on to, members went on to form The Disaster. And then some of the people in the band went on to form Marathon, which was a pretty popular uh, punk, hardcore influenced band that was from Rochester as well as other parts in New York State. Um, and I just got a text from my brother. He says it's a pipe organ, no doubt. He's got a pipe organ in his house. Why else would he have a pipe organ unless he wanted to listen to it? I will fight these people. <laughs> so he votes for pipe organ. Pipe organ. So we have two for. We had uh, Aaron wrote in for pipe organ. Uh, your brother did. Uh, so uh, I give the trivia question. We'll get that out of the way now. Get that answer out. Um, then we'll wrap up the show and have a blast here. Uh, so the trivia question for tonight, people are messaging in, was at George's request, a very specific sound filled the Eastman house every morning from the moment he woke up until he left for work. What was it? It was either A, phonographs of African safari, B, live pipe organ music, C, three actual women singing a choir music, or D, trick question, no sound at all. You guys, you have a final answer? You want to change it? Yo, your brother seems very intense. He, on this he one. seemed pretty convinced it's a pipe organ. I guess I'm going to have to listen to him because I, I mean, the only thing I took away from going to the Eastman house was I'd never be able to afford any of this. <laughs> pretty accurate. Yeah. So, what about so, you in the back? So, if we're switching to pipe organ, I'm going to go with uh, safari sounds. Stick with safari sounds. So, uh, oh, another one came in last minute saying no sound. Uh, final answer is drum roll. Pipe organ. Your brother was right. Uh, he saved the job. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. There's a ginormous pipe organ. They actually, they doubled it. The whole house is actually is a is set. It's a huge pipe organ structure built into the house. Uh, so he loved pipe organ. They had a live uh, organist that would stay there and stay early in the morning. And when he would wake up, they'd bring food into him and they would cue the music for him. And he would play pipe organs from the time he left. So do you know what song he'd listen to? Anything he wanted to. Slayer, Rain and Blood. <laughs> that would morning. be the best thing on a pipe organ. Oh Their God, intro would be that. the best. <laughs> uh, so thanks for those who wrote in. Actually, Aaron C. Uh, Aaron with the E that wrote in. Aaron, uh, Aaron C. She actually won. She got the first one in for pipe organs. So congrats to her for writing in that one. She can join us for Meatballs and Beer. Your brother saved the day. Congrats for yeah, that. Thanks, channel. <laughs> he says he's going to fight you. It doesn't have to now. See? Look at that. <laughs> 
Um, but this has been a great experience. We're coming up at the end of the hour. Uh, uh, my guest tonight has been Greg Benoit, and he is uh, the Rochester Hardcore Historian, which we just named you, apparently, this show, yeah, which is just great. Just an hour ago. So, so it's pretty darn good. Uh, Congratulations, by the way, on the title. Sorry, Thanks, we, yeah. sorry we gave it to you. I'll add it to my business card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if people want to learn more about all this wonderful things, you want to touch me? Yeah, uh, go to my Instagram page. Uh, I try to update it pretty much every day, Rochester Hardcore History at uh, Instagram. And then the SoundCloud page where you'll find all these songs and more. I didn't even get to half the songs that I brought. Um, that's uh, SoundCloud and search for Rochester Hardcore History or Rochester Hardcore Demos. Uh, social media 101 I did not have a unified presence uh, <laughs> sorry um, this isn't my day job <laughs> no problem I will say between the Instagram and the SoundCloud it's the best mix of like FOMO and nostalgia I've ever had yeah. like, man I wish I would have gone to that show or oh man I was at somebody, that show somebody sent in a flyer from 1987 I think it's Youth of Today in 7 Seconds at a church in Brighton I was like man oh. I want to talk to someone who was there seriously that's amazing oh my god that would be the best uh, but we'll be posting actually that stuff on our Facebook page and links back to all these good music uh, if you guys want to find us uh, this is the Mind of Magnus here on WRFZ LP Roger 106.3 FM. Uh, find us. Go to mindofmagnusic.com. Uh, goes right to our Facebook page. We'll list all the cool music we didn't play here. Uh, I know Matt's going to be probably putting up a good playlist together of the fun stuff he liked there as well. Uh, Greg, thanks for being on. I, I've enjoyed the heck out of this show. I've had a walk down memory lane. And I'm going to go home and rock out to this great stuff. Uh, I'll give a thanks to uh, Mr. Matt Obscure in the box in there. Thank you so much for being on and making the sound happen tonight. Thank so. you. One last thing. Thank you to Yacht for the use of Paradise Engineering from the album Shangri-La. We quite a quite a uh, spectrum of music tonight happening. We did, there, which I like so much. Uh, if you guys have any questions, let us know. Find us at Ma uh, mindofmagnus at gmail .com, Magnus Apollo on Twitter. Uh, we also have a cool underwriter we want to give out a shout tonight. Today is uh, Rochester Record Store Crawl is happening. If you guys like collecting vinyl records, uh, June twenty third, Saturday, June twenty third, there is a bus of cool people. Finding the the cherry picking the music they want to have and it's going to turn out it's going to be uh, four record stores uh, There's going to be a chance to there's like booze as well. There's going to be some awesome stuff happening uh, We'll post about it on our Facebook page as well um, But uh, we're gonna be playing ourselves out with some uh, fun music here in a little bit. I think too um, But uh, thanks for fo those folks who wrote in at any point in time here We enjoyed your inclusion of all your tips ideas uh, all your fun stories about uh, hardcore music back in uh, the Rochester days um, if, uh, but George, actually, before we head out, uh, I want to say thank you. I feel my, I have a suddenly flashback to the, the change of the, the millennia here. I had hair. I think that's how long ago <laughs> this was. Um, and, uh, this was a great experience. Thank you for well, being Well, thank you on. for having me. It was fun and thank you for listening. And I'm sorry if I waxed out too long and didn't play enough songs. <laughs> Trust there's, me, they're, they're used to this show, so. There's always next time, too. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to have you back on again if you'd love yeah, to be back sure, on. Yeah, whenever. It's I would, yeah, this would be a great collection. I know, uh, the guy in the glass boxes has having fun in there, so. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd be into it. <laughs> So uh, thanks again for listening, folks. Um, we are, uh, this is the mind of Magnus. So between Matt, myself, uh, and Magnus here, thank you so much for listening in. Um, and uh, ready to roll out? <laughs>